Spoilers Nation After Dark begins now. Well, it wasn't the perfect game, but a dub's a dub in the NHL, and the Edmonton Oilers have now won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That many, 15 games in a row for these boys. And Chris Nobla just moved to 13-0 and against the Western Conference. Vibes couldn't be better tonight. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't pretty. But as I said, a dub's a dub. We move along. Number one fan says it best. 15, the streak is still alive. Hello and welcome, everybody, to Oilers Nation After Dark. I am live from the Sports Closet Studio, looking inside the Booster Juice YouTube chat. And you guys know, it's incredibly hard for me to keep up on who the first comment of the day was. I'm seeing Calvin Pickard in here, and he says, hey, Boardsy. So that's the one I'm going with. Picks, you were fantastic tonight, stopping everything to grab that shutout. I believe fifth career NHL shutout. But you see him on the screen. He's lounging in beautiful water. He's taking a dip, bag milk. How are we feeling right now? How can you not be excited? 15 wins in a row? Come on. Come on. It's like October, November never even happened. And all of a sudden, the Oilers only go on heaters. It's funny because, Aaron, we had the uh, the eight-game heater t-shirt. And now it's just like, well, we should have doubled it. Nothing solves your problems quite like a 16-game heater. Right? <laughs> That's what's next. Give it to me. A per- We got, Aaron, they're one win away from a perfect month of January. Perfect. Those are a lot of green check marks. I've never seen that before ever. Amazing. We started this month and I brought in this graphic of the calendar and I was like, oh, you know, we'll update this as we go along. I did not think in my wildest dreams it was going to look this beautiful with check after check after check. And you just mentioned it. We're one game away from the perfect month. Bag milk, let me ask you this. You've been an Oiler fan for what, your entire life, kind of like me? You've got you've got some years on me. This is, without a doubt, the best stretch of Oilers hockey I've ever watched. This is the most fun I've ever had watching, doing this show. Life is so good right now. I don't even know really what to do with my hands. It's like one of those things where I've never seen anything like this. And the fact that it's kind of funny that Sam Gagne has played on two of these heaters is pretty hilarious. But in terms of like a stretch of Oilers hockey, I've never seen anything like it. They had a a stat on the broadcast where even the Bruins last year that they, what, they set an NHL record for best record ever. They didn't have a 20, what was it, 23 and 26 stretch or whatever we're at now. That is amazing. That is an incredible run. And the fact that this also happened in the same season as a 2 9 and 1 start blows my mind. I call it the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde for these Edmonton Oilers. We we just block out what happened earlier this season and we move along. But bag milk, some slight negative news. I know you were out there on the Betway Battlegrounds tonight. You had Oilers to win every period. That sadly didn't cash. But we'll trade it in for a dub every time, right? You know what? I will. Because I got a couple of other juicy ones that I kind of chased as well that kind of evened me out. So while I would have liked to get the plus 400 for Oilers win every period, I ended up getting a different one with Connor scoring two goals anyway. So it all worked out in the end. Plus we get the win. That's all that matters. What a, a flash. Two more points in the bank. Come on. 
But he, that's what dreams are made of. I really thought it was funny at the end of the game there. Zach Hyman going down for the empty netter. Sure, he got tripped, and then he's on his butt. He just misses the net. Then Connor gets the puck, and you could tell he wanted to feed that one over to Zachary. But you don't pass up surefire goals like that. Connor puts it in. Great night for McDavid. Two goals, one assist. As I said, Calvin Pickard with a beautiful 20-save shutout performance. BM, we were talking before on pregaming. The play of Calvin Pickard lately has completely silenced backup goaltender trade talk. Hey, my boy Bag Milk right there with a beautiful tweet. Calvin Pickard must really hate Bakersfield. This guy doesn't want to go back down. In I'm not even thinking about setting this guy back down. He is arguably the perfect backup goaltender. I had all the confidence in the world with him tonight. He was tested early. Looked great. He looked great. He had a penalty shot against that he stopped. He's giving the Oilers exactly what you want from a, a from your backup goaltender. He's got over a 900 save percentage. He doesn't have to play every other day. He gave Stu a break tonight against a team that they should beat, and they did. And then he goes out and gets his first shutout with the Oilers. Like, come on, his hundredth NHL game was tonight, and he did not waste it. Calvin Pickard is looking really, really good. And all I can think of is poor Jack Campbell toiling away down in Bakersfield, looking at what's happening up in Edmonton, and he goes, "Fuck." I'm never going to get back there, am I? And the answer is probably no, especially not when Calvin Pickard is putting up bagels on the, on the scoreboard. Come on. He's doing excellent. I never expected this when he got recalled and I'm so pumped for the guy. When they talked about him also being like a glue guy, good dude yeah. in the room. What else do you want from your backup, man? Come on. Calvin Pickard is also in the chat and he confirms your tweet. He says, I do hate Bakersfield. It mm -hmm. sucks there. Picks. You were great tonight. I love having you in the chat. Also, everybody, this is your first time in here, please smash the like button, smash the subscribe button, get inside the Booster Juice YouTube chat. I want to hear from every one of you, but you couldn't have said it better, Bagmel. Calvin Pickard is just, I have the utmost confidence. All I need is the 900 save percentage. He follows the puck. The fact he's getting shutouts is something none of us ever predicted. And if you're going to talk Jack Campbell, Pickard has better numbers in every asset, and the most important number, he is incredibly cheaper than Jack Campbell as well. Oh, bag milk, looking good right there, my boy. For the podcast listeners, he just changed his photo to a nice shirtless jacked man. <laughs> I don't even know who that is or what that is. What do you mean? That's me, man. I just popped down into a quick 20 every now and then. You were just talking to a little recap on Jack Campbell and the boys. Pop down, quick 20, pop up. Veins are looking veiny. I'm ready to go. I'm jacked up. You look tarps off for 15 straight. Tarps mm -hmm. off. If this keeps going, dude, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to take it. We're gonna tarps off at some point on the show. But let's get into it. The Greta scoring summary brought to you by the one, the only Greta Bar Yeg. You know I love him. You mentioned that Calvin Pickard is a glue guy. We saw Calvin Pickard Thursday night at Greta after an Oilers W. He was out with the boys. Those boys know best. After you catch a dub, you go catch a couple suds down at Greta because it is the spot for your pre- and post-game action. Enjoy any of their unreal features from incredible drink deals, delicious street food, awesome games, and, of course, the ice-cold beer. Greta, number one place in the city. Be like the Edmonton Oilers. All right, let's take a look at it here, Gav. We got the highlights tonight as well. Clipped by yours truly. Yours truly is working double duty tonight. The first one of the night, the Edmonton Oilers in the second period. Power play strikes. It does get a goal. I mean, maybe not the prettiest one you've ever seen. I like the play from Leon Dreisettle. Took it down the middle. Sends it over to Nuge, who quickly tried to do the little give and go. Nuge does look a little off. We'll get into that in a bit here, Bag Milk. But yeah. here you see it on your screen. Coming down. Dry takes it down the mids. 
try to do a little back and forth. And then I don't know, like, I don't want to be overly critical of Peter Mrazek on that one. I've never played goal in the NHL. He was so far out of his crease playing that shot. I saw Zach Hyman bump into him, immediately panicked. Oh, my God, is that going to be goaltender interference? No, because he was so far out of his crease. Connor, zero reaction after he scored that one, too. No smile, no nothing. Not the prettiest goal, BM, but the power play got on the board tonight. Again, big, big shout out to Peter Morazic for whatever it is that he was doing there. And I was with you. I thought that Zach Hyman touching the goalie automatically meant default to no goal, even though it was six feet out of the crease. It, I, it was one of those ones where, you know what, it wasn't pretty, but at the same point, the first unit, I feel like they really needed a goal. They got a power play goal last game against Columbus, but it was the second unit that scored. So tonight to have the first, the big dogs go and get one, I think it's important. And uh, ultimately, they don't know what they don't ask what it looked like. As long as it went in the back of the net, Connor sunk it. That's what I care about. So big power play goal, got him on the board. Connor McDavid arguably scored two empty net goals tonight. One, mm-hmm. sure, technically the goalie was in there, but uh, he looked good. Assisted from Leon Dreisaitl and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. So Nuge did get on the score sheet tonight. That second line was a little iffy for me. I still don't know how I feel about it. Part of the problem of doing this show immediately after the game is I don't have time to process any of my emotions. You just spit them out immediately and hope they stick to the wall. We'll we'll unpack that one in a minute. Moving along, though, Zachary Hyman is 29th of the year, comes in the third period. The Oilers want to draw in their own defensive end. They shoot it down the ice super fast, and we're watching it here at the office. Me, Gavin, Brett was. It's not that simple, but if you're on the ice and Connor McDavid is rushing down, you go to the hoop. You put your stick on the ice, he will find you, and you'll tap that one in across the goal line. Nobody does it better than Zachary Hyman. He's on pace for 55. What else you got to say? He's on pace for 55 goals in the third year of the contract that I swear, when I look at my notes, I saw that some Leafs fans told us this was going to be the worst contract of all time. You know who you are, editor and Leaf. You may have deleted that tweet, but the screenshot lives forever, my boy. So to see Zach Hyman just, he's not stopping. This heater just keeps rolling. And it's not like he's scoring give-me's either. He's making skilled plays to get those in the back of the net. And he knows exactly where to be, where Connor wants him, and he's executing. Zachary Martin Hyman is undoubtedly the best free agent signing this team has ever had. And he just keeps getting better somehow. I love it. And I love to see it. You can't help but cheer for a guy that works as hard as he does too. And that's a big part of Zach Hyman. I just, I love to see it. I love watching him play. And, uh, it's too bad he's not the all-star game. Although I'm sure he'd rather be in Cabo or wherever he's going to end up anyway. Yeah. He said he can go to Aruba, hang out on a beach somewhere. But Zach Hyman, when I think of him, and I don't want to just give, there he is. He's in the chat right there. He says, what can't I do? And that is exactly the point I was about to make. Sure, I always talk about he scores, you know, whatever greasy, easy ones in front of the net. Zach Hyman has shown this season he can score goals in a multitude of ways. He's done it on breakaways. He's went behind the back, drove the net. He's made all kinds of moves, one-timers, you name it. Zach has done it. Children's author, too. What's not to love about this guy? The modern-day Ryan Smith. I, I that, that comparison will always be there for me. Bastion says, let's be real, boys. The Oils saw the potential of bald Gavin and said we can't let that exist. Yeah, Gav, you're... 
I mean, I'm happy the Oilers are a good hockey team once again and will make the playoffs, but that was the one silver lining if they were going to be bad, just taking that razor and going right through your scalp. Well, man, I made that bet when, what, we were seven games under 500? Seven games under 500? But I, I had fully confidence in the boys, and balls. we got Takes it done. Balls. We got it done. Takes balls. I appreciate it, Gavin. I, I would not have done that bet, and the moment you said it, I was like, oh, boy, buckle up, Gavin. It's about to be a long season. But the turnaround for these Edmonton Oilers, shout-out Nobby. As I said, 13-0 against the Western Conference. That's a baffling stat. Shout-out to Brett for that one. Finally, though, we move along. The empty netter, we all saw it. We don't even have the highlight for it. Connor McDavid, we just mentioned it. He really wanted to pass that puck over to Zachary Hyman. He couldn't. He decides, hey, I'll just take my two-gold night right there. Connor McDavid, three-point night. But there is one highlight that I want to get to, but it's not in the scoring summary. Gavin, it's the penalty shot. Tonight was Calvin Pickard's night. I thought he was fantastic. We see this play going down the ice. Vinny DeHernay gets his stick in there. I'll be honest. I was shocked and appalled that that was going to be a penalty shot. You don't know the rules all that well. It's whatever. Then you see this come down. This was the real test of confidence for Calvin Pickard. What do you know? He stands tall, makes the saves, closes those pads. Picks, fantastic night tonight. I said 27 saves. He was perfect tonight, Bag Milk. Nothing more we could have asked from the man. And and again, that penalty shot was at a big moment too. You know, I mean, like there, they were, that would have been a tie game, would it not? Yeah, yeah, it would have been 1-1. One, one. Pickard co out, cut down the angle. He comes out far. He makes the stop. He's just calm in the crease. And what can you say about the guy? Backup goalie stepping in and giving you a shutout to keep the heater alive. And I know we're talking about a Blackhawks team that's missing the bulk of their top nine. But that team that I watched tonight, that was a scrappy Blackhawks team. They could have easily carved out a victory with the way they were playing. They were just all balls, heart, and hustle. And sometimes those teams come out with the win. Sometimes they steal one. And Calvin Pickard was having none of it. None of it. Cal Pickard. I, he said earlier in the chat here, he said he was going to go to bed. I didn't have time to put it on the screen. Everybody wish Calvin Pickard a great night's sleep. He uh, He's going to get some rest now because the Oilers play Saturday. And then it's from January 27th till February 6th. They even showed Cal Pickard with his days in between starts. It's like everyone is double digits, roughly 10 games, 11 games. So a lot of credit to him for keeping fresh. I read a quote earlier today. He said he works with Dustin Schwartz. They pick a couple things throughout the week. That's what they work on to keep him fresh. Keep doing whatever you're doing, boys, inside that goaltender room. I love it. Uh, bag milk in the chat. I'm shiny and delicious. Yeah, they're all called muscle milk. I love that. That is the muscliest milk I've ever seen for a bag of milk before. That's pretty good. Big, big swole. My boy, my boy did push-ups right before. But all right, let's get into it here. The good, the bad, the oily brought to you by the good folks over at Alberta Blue Cross. There's only one thing better than sharing memories, bag milk, mm -hmm. and that's making new ones possibly on a nation vacation. Alberta Blue Cross Travel Insurance protects your memories and more wherever travel takes you. Visit ab.bluecross.ca slash travel for more information. Bag milk, nation vacation coming up. Less than a month. We're all booked in. We're all ready to go. I said I was looking at the maps and mapping out our hotel in the Mullet Arena. How excited are you? There is nothing that I look forward to more than a nation vacation. 
you know, we did Seattle back in November. We had a blast. We went out and party. The Oilers won. It was great. We all got together as a crew and had a fantastic time. Now to do that again in Arizona in less than a month in a teeny tiny little arena that's made for a university team. There is nothing better than that. And I heard Frank Saravalli speculate that this whole thing about the NHL adding a 33rd team is just kind of posturing to move the Coyotes out of Arizona and into Utah. So if you want a chance, and I swear he said that, I'm not making it up either. So if you want a chance to go watch an NHL team play in a rink, you're never going to get a chance to watch them in again. You got to come with us. There's only a couple of spots in nationgear.ca. We got the flight package where you got everything covered. You've got the flightless package. If you want to make your own way down there and you just want the hotels and the tickets, we got that too. Join us. I promise you it's going to be a great time. We're going to make some memories and we're going to take over that tiny little arena. And I could not be more excited. The thing I'm most excited for is seeing that mode arena completely covered in orange and blue. Oilers fans travel like crazy. I've only been on One Nation vacation and we took over Vegas last year just on the strip in restaurants, in bars, the casino floor covered in McDavid and dry sidle jerseys. I'm so excited. And I said bag milk. We probably get to wear jersey and shorts combo, which is something you don't get to do here in Edmonton unless they make the third, second round of the playoffs. It's an underrated combo. Should the jersey and the shorts, come on. Even if it's a little brisk, you pop a hoodie under there because it is February after all. I don't know what the desert's like. I'm just out there to see the cacti with Waz. So I, I'm going to plan on my outfit. If I could rock a jersey and a Speedo, just tuck my wallet right in my gaunch, I think that might be the move too. Get a little bronze on the legs. I think it'd look real nice. I talked about doing pre-gaming poolside before we go to the game. So Speedos might actually, might be an option, might be an option. Who knows? But let's focus on the good, bad, and oily. Come on the nation vacation, every one of you. I'm looking at you back at home. The viewer, the good tonight, it's obvious. It's Calvin Pickard. 27 saves, 27 shots. This man has on the season above a 900 save percentage. His goals against going into the game was 269. Nice. And he just continues to put up better and better numbers. I never predicted that Calvin Pickard this season would even be on this team, if we're going to be frank here, let alone he's putting up shutouts. Yes, you mentioned everybody calls them the Rockford AHL team for these Blackhawks. They are still NHL players, NHL athletes getting paid. They looked very into the game. They were working hard, winning battles, skating faster. So sure, you can PK Subban the shit out of this and go, oh, it was the Blackhawks, blah, 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 whatever. That's still an NHL team. That's an NHL goaltender in Calvin Pickard. Listen, like the reality is when you have a team that's full of AHLers like the Blackhawks were, they're going to bust their asses because they're not playing for right now. They're playing for the checks. Sure, of course, it's nice to play for the NHL paychecks, but a lot of them are playing for jobs for next year. And they just want to make an impression on the coaches and on the management. And they're going to put their balls on the line to try and make plays. And they did that tonight. I thought the Blackhawks played really, really well. And had they had more firepower, then maybe we wouldn't be talking about a 15th win tonight. But ultimately, the result is the result because you always just have more skill. But I would argue that the Blackhawks probably outworked them for big chunks of that game. So tip your cap to a team that's just undermanned and banged up because I thought they played some good hockey. Again, that was a back-to-back effort too. You got to yeah. give me a little bit of credit. Back-to-back night for the Hawks. They lost to the Kraken 6-2 last night. Can't score another goal tonight. But... Yeah, I like that you say it there. These Blackhawks, they're they're a real NHL team. I don't care. A win's a win. A dub's a dub. They all count the same. We take it and we move along. We're not going to... But the thing you mentioned about the Blackhawks being the better squad for this game, at least the first 20 minutes, they were so much hungrier, so much more on the puck. 
And I got to be honest, I saw a number of, which has been worrying me lately, number of D-zone turnovers in that first, even the first 10 minutes. Evan Bouchard specifically had two pizzas up the middle of the ice to start. He definitely hunkered in. Everybody locked in as that game went along. But it was a little scary, and that's what leads me to the bad right here. For this one, we picked playing with our food. This was a team... I don't need to tell you. On pregaming, we went through the lineup. I barely knew half the names. Probably butchered some of them there as well. You knew the Edmonton Oilers, knock on wood, whatever, should win this hockey game. I was really looking for my storyline tonight was the offense getting back on track. I said this game's either going to be 7-1 or 2-1 because that's been the theme lately for the Oilers. The Oilers now haven't cashed the over in nine straight games, I believe, Gav. That's what we're at, so lost that one today as well. Playing with our food, this one should have been over after 20, 30 minutes. But after 20, I was incredibly, maybe not incredibly concerned, but I was concerned, Bag Milk. Sure, they did at the end scarf down their entire meal, but they were twirling the spaghetti and doing everything crazy with it tonight. Yeah, that's one of those ones where, you know, they just let the opposition hang around a little bit. And while I wasn't necessarily nervous about the way things are going, because again, Chicago has PV players on their on their lineup. They basically had open tryouts to fill out the roster. The Oilers just let them linger. And all those are the kind of nights where instead of finishing three zip, it could have easily flipped the other way. And again, you got to give Calvin Pickard a lot of credit for being calm between the pipes because he wasn't quite as busy as his counterpart, but he still had to make some huge saves, including the penalty shots. So yeah, the Oilers were lucky. Ultimately, um, they're better. They're the better team. They're the more skilled team. And that translated to a win on the board. But they're lucky they're the more skilled team because like I said a little bit earlier, they probably weren't the harder working team. So yeah, playing with your food, I think was a good one. Sometimes you rely on your skill a little too much. And I don't know if the Oilers necessarily did that tonight, but it wasn't it wasn't the 7-1 offensive outburst that I had bet on. That's for sure. I can tell you that one. <laughs> Mr. Burns in here said, yep, Bouchard had some moments in the first for sure. Dank Gaming, what a name, said bad Yanmark. He's got to be the one to sit when Perry joins next game. Shred before dead says slow start is the bad. Yeah, that's kind of the playing with your food right there. And then Paul Coffey, shout out Paul Coffey. He's now in the chat. He said, I had to slap some sense into these boys other than Calvin, of course. Let me ask you, Bag Milk, is Matthias Yanmark the guy you're taking out of the lineup for Corey Perry? It's going to be an interesting question, right? Because Matthias Yanmark does contribute. I know he's not scoring goals. He's only got one on the season, but he does contribute on the PK. And the PK has been really good, although it didn't get tested tonight, which was weird. weird. But yeah, I think the options kind of are, if you're narrowing it down, it's going to be Yanmark or Brown or Gagne. And I don't think it's going to be Brown. Gagne should play, given that he's on pace for 20 over the course of a full season. But it's either Yanmark or Gagne. And I, I I think that it might be Gagne, even though I'm going to protest it just because he's uh, the five on five guy and Yanmark kills penalties, but we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see. If I'm taking one out, it's absolutely Sam Gagne. I love him. Do not crucify me in the chat, but you just mentioned it. Matthias Yanmark plays the penalty kill. Sam Gagne plays fourth line five on five. What do you have tonight? Eight minutes of ice time. Let me take a look here. Nine minutes and 33 seconds. I think that is expendable. We've seen Sam Gagne's legs a little bit this season. I worry about him playing all the time. I like him in spaces. He's like a, he's like, you know, a spot pitcher. You know, we'll call him in. We'll call him in from the bullpen. That's the word. Wow. I work for the Riverhawks and I couldn't even remember that word. That was tough. But Sam Gagne is the guy I'm taking out. 
Sherman TSN, Mark, has looked rough. He even blew a tire earlier in this game today. couple moments, but I don't know. Yeah, I see Snatch in here. Shout out to Snatch. He's my buddy. He said, Gagne is a good 13th forward. And I agree. That's perfect. He's a guy, if there comes to be an injury, he's always going to be locked, loaded, ready to go. You bring him in. And with Gagne, once again, you can play him all over your lineup. He can play with skill. I got to figure out what Corey Perry is first. And then I got another Corey Perry question for you, but let's get to the oily because this one sure makes me laugh. I didn't even tell him that we were going to put him on blast tonight, but here you see it on your screen. Was it Russell Bird said, hell yeah, at Tyler Uremchuk is going to get the wave going. Tyler lying, saying this is fake news. Bag Milk, the wave started with roughly 12 minutes left in the game in that third period. We're all yelling about it here in the office. And then Brett taps me on the shoulder and he goes, you're not going to believe it. Your Remchuk started the wave. Bullshit, Ty. Bullshit. <laughs> you know what? I'm a big wave guy, but I'm very, it's very circumstantial. Not at 12 it's, minutes left. No, I agree. That's why I'm, that's why I have to qualify. I'm very circumstantial. What was the score at 12 minutes left? Was it still one, nothing? Cause if it was still one, nothing, or if even two, nothing, that two is two, nothing. two nothing. That is too tight for me. I don't like it at that point in the game because unfortunately in the NHL, teams can pop two goals relatively quickly. So the wave for me has to be like, if we're talking about 4-1, 5-1, 6-1 in the third period, fire it up. So to see Tyler Uremchuk, though he is denying it, as the... The evidence says otherwise. As the seed for a 2-0 wave with 12 minutes left, I, I just, I can't subscribe to it. I like his enthusiasm. Look at the smile on his face. Look at him with his hands in the air. Like he put the photo back up. I love this comment from Ryan Smith's nose. He said, look at the wingspan on your ham chuck. Like flight or something right there. He might fly on out of that stadium. Everyone here, I love this from Losh. He said, somewhere Liam is shaking his fist. Mm-hmm. Liam's heading out to Toronto and won't be on ONE tomorrow. So someone had to had to give a piece of their mind to Tyler about the wave because it's not going to be Liam. But, hey, I guess Tyler knew something we didn't know because they did not allow a goal and the Oilers caught the dub. Gina says that it started in her section as well. <laughs> Calvin Pickard. Calvin Pickard always chirps me for this because I say it all the time. We don't ask how. We don't ask how. They don't ask how. They ask how many. There it is, Calvin Pickard. I'll give you that one tonight. Ryan Smith knows Tyler's about to take flight. Losh, Tyler saw the script. All right, we'll leave Tyler alone. Yeah, he had enough. He looked like he had a good time tonight. He looked like he had a good time. I have not been able to be in the building for any of these W's. You know, hardworking man over here. Someone's got a man the ship. It looks like the vibe in there would be absolutely electric. Bag milk, have you made it to any during this run? Uh, n- No. The last game I went to, they lost. So <laughs> I haven't even been for any of them. Um, but yeah, Rogers Place looks like electric. And it's fun to see the crowd buzzing. It's fun to see the crowd getting into it in January because there's a lot of January nights that I've been to in the past where it's quiet in there. And to see everybody kind of buzzing and even wanting to start the wave again, Yeremchuk, what are you doing, buddy? <laughs> you got one arm in section 115 and one in 125, and all of a sudden you're waving around and everybody just stands up. They rise for you, pal, but it's too early. But I'm just happy to see everybody at Rogers Place having fun because there's been a lot of nights you've been in there where it's a little bit quiet at this time of the season. The midway point is kind of where it's a grind, but to have this heater going on at home, and I imagine Saturday against Nashville is going to be bananas. 
Yeah, you know, it really is the dog days of the season kind of right now. You're in the middle. Thank God we got this win streak going, keeping everybody in tune and on the Oilers Nation YouTube channel. And uh, just for your Remchuk, if I see your Remchuk, a face around Edmonton, a face of the Oilers here, and he's starting to wave in my section, damn right I'm following Mr. Uremchuk. He's a leader, so hey, well, at least we'll give him that. Let's move along here, though, to the hot and cold performers for this evening's matchup, and they're brought to you by the good folks at DoorDash. DoorDash has an amazing selection of local gems and the staples you need in a hurry as well. You can try something new or get your favorite comfort food delivered right to your door for a limited time. The limited time has been all season. Our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code, all capitals, NATION25. All right, I'm going to go first with my hot performer tonight. I wanted to give it to one person, but I'm giving it to three. I talked about it on pre-gaming that this, this was my line combo to watch, and I wanted to see what they did. It is Dylan Holloway, Ryan McLeod, and Connor Brown. I thought they were all over the ice tonight. I thought Dylan Holloway, shout out Wit Dog, he's got a very similar brain as I. He says Holloway, McLeod, Brown, absolutely buzzing for the Oilers. Dude, they play with so much pace. Dylan Holloway, for a man, this is his third game back with the big club. He looks like he hasn't missed a step. I know he did a conditioning stint in the AHL, but it's not the NHL caliber people you're playing against. He's looked great out there. Ryan McLeod just has so much speed. I say it, he can enter the zone 5v5 and take the puck end-to-end -end like Connor McDavid and get it set up like a breeze. He makes it look so easy sometimes. Those three were absolutely on fire tonight. I don't even know if they got on the score sheet. No, they didn't in any way. I thought they were great. Let me know in the chat what you thought about those three. And Bag Milk, what'd you think? I, if I'm going to give, I got to give a shout out to Leon. Uh, I thought he was really moving the puck well tonight. He had three assists in 21-21. And it, I think that even though he played with McDavid, it's interesting to see that they didn't really play all that much. Leon played 21-21. McDavid played 20-36. So Nobby was kind of spreading the minutes out a little bit more than I expected when, now that I'm looking at the box score. But I think that Leon, having him kind of picking up points and feeling good about his game and passing and dishing the puck and ripping it around the way he was tonight. Like there was a pass early where he kind of did a button hook at the hash marks along the boards and ripped it across to Ryan McLeod, like right on the tape. When he's ripping it around like that, you know Leon's starting to feel it. And down the stretch, we've still got a lot of work to do before we get to the playoffs. Having him buzz in would be a great, great thing for this team. So give a little love to Leon. When Leon Dreisaitl's backhand saucer passes are flying all over the ice, you know that man's feeling it. He's got the best backhand in the NHL. Sorry, Sidney Crosby. Your time has passed, even though you're having a great season. Um, the The... What the personalities that created in this chat always make me laugh. We've now got Jay Woodcroft in here, and he said, anyone hiring? I need a job. Um, hot performer from Paul Coffey says, bag milks pecs. Mm. Um, I see Snatch says, wit's back on the train. Wit is back on the train. I was listening to Chicklets the other day, and he said, I'll tell you all a secret. I never actually stopped watching the Oilers. You can't quit the oil. We're too addictive, and... I don't know. Are you are you willing to let Ryan Whitney back in to the fan group, Bag Milk? I've presented that he might have to fight PK Subban as tribute before I allow him back in. Listen, I was gonna say, like, you're allowed back in. We make mistakes. We all do. You caved early, Ryan Whitney. You caved real early. 
But if you want to get back in, I'm with you, Aaron. He's got to play some kind of penance. I don't know what it is, but I like the PK Subban angle. He's got to do something here. He's got, I'd like a public apology, maybe, you know, some kind of acknowledgement of what he's done. And he can say he wasn't on the bandwagon, but listen, Spitting Chicklets has got reach. We all heard what you said. Now we need you to pay for it. I, I everybody has consequences for their actions. I would love him to come to Edmonton. Hey, he's got to feed the entire Oilers Nation team lunch. We're trying I to get Mono and he, he just followed your M Chuck on Twitter. Doesn't follow me. I barely even tweet, but we'll move along. Shred before dead. Hey, nice. I like it from Jordy. Honestly, that should be the deal right there. We'd ask to come on Oilers Nation every day. All would be forgiven. I like this one from Shred before dead. He said, eat cat food, question mark. Yeah, yeah. I also have presented this one, Squishy for breakfast. He's got to let Biz shave his head. I don't know if I want to see Wit Dog's ears that exposed, though. I don't really, I don't really want any part of that. Moving along, though, to the cold performer tonight. I had a hard time picking one. We were talking about this before the game. So everybody in the chat, let me know. We know we're not just picking on anyone. We have to pick a cold performer. And I don't necessarily want to call him a cold performer, but I'm going to bring this up to start a, some dialogue here, Bag Milk. Something with Ryan Nugent Hopkins looks off lately. I don't, I don't know what's going on. He was moved back to the center spot today, demoted, whatever you want to call it, to the second, second line there with Evander Kane and Warren Fogle. He did have four shots on goal, I know, I believe. Yep, he had four shots on Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies. I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is... Another mask. <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool. It's, I don't know, am I off? I guess just tell me right now, am I off to think that there's something up with Ryan Nugent Hopkins right now? The weird thing about Nugent's here is, no, I don't think you're off. He did what he desperately needs a goal. The last time he scored was uh, back January 2nd, two goals against Philly. The thing, the weird thing about his season is he's collecting assists on mass. Like if you look at his box scores or his game logs, he's getting assists almost on a nightly basis. So he's picking up the points, but man, he needs a goal in the worst way. Like he's just kind of got that last season when he put up a career high in goals, he would just have it on the stick, off the stick, just quick rips. He's got that tasty little wrister that always is so effective when it's on point. But this year, it just, it seems to be hesitating with the puck on his stick. Not when he's passing so much, but when he's looking to shoot. And yeah, I like to see him taking more shots on net tonight. I like to see that he got four shots. I think that ultimately getting more chances and more reps and more bats is going to be what he needs. But man, he needs a goal in the worst possible way. I see it in I see it in here. A lot of people agreeing though. You leave Nuge alone right now, says Ryan Smith's nose. Gina says someone give my boy Nuge a goal. He's struggling big right now. Shred before dead. Nuge has not been huge. Calvin Pickard blaming his own forwards in the chat. I see right now. He says Kane has been struggling a lot. I'm saying him. What do you think of Vander Gaines' game lately? I thought last game he was fantastic. Yeah, I thought he looked better um, lately. And you know what I think, dude? Like, honestly, this break after Nashville is going to be exactly what he needs, a little rest. Everybody's saying he's banged up a little bit. And if that's the case, obviously, nobody comes out and says what injuries are in this league. But if he is banged up a little bit, having a week on the shelf where he can just kind of chill and just do whatever you need to do to let your body heal up, I think that's going to be huge for him. Shout out to Vander Kane. You know, Cecily, that little girl that he's become like BFF with. I yeah. saw him at their house the other day playing Mario Kart. Uh-huh. I want to give that man love because like it's easy to do it if you got the cameras around and you know you're always doing you get that clout. He seems that him and Cecily have a legit relationship going on. I don't know who's winning those Mario Kart battles, but Vander Kane, your game might be a little off, but I like hearing that. And I don't know. That was just a it was just a good feeling story that I wanted to get in there. But sure. It could be there. Ryan Smith knows says it's hard to nitpick at a 15 game win streak though. Yep. That's very true. So that does it for your hot and cold performers brought to you by the good folks over there at DoorDash. One thing I wanted to ask you about bag milk to start the game. Okay. There's one thing. The Oilers first line, whether it's dry saddle on it or Nugent Hopkins, the five on five power plays that the Edmonton Oilers are like executing in the offensive zone. Once they gain the zone and they start setting it up and cycling, it legitimately looks like a power play out there. They looked so good to start the game. And then I did think in the second period, there was a low for that first line where they didn't look very great. All I was noticing in the second was the Holloway line. Then, of course, your big dogs do what they do in the third period. They get it going once again. Are you rolling with the same combo Saturday night against Nashville? So it's interesting you brought that up because on my three key things article that's going to go up tomorrow morning go to Weather's Nation, I kind of basically I pick three things, three moments that I want to talk about. The line combos was one thing that I have on there because I was really, you know, I felt that Nobby has done a good job of resisting the temptation of putting McDavid and Drysaddle together. We always see them after a PK, love to see that, but like to actually put them together on a line and kind of roll with it for a bit, it's like one of those things where you're just like, don't touch the button, but I want to touch the button, but don't touch the button, but I really want to touch it. Well, tonight he put them together, so I was actually excited to see them together. So I was a little bit disappointed that um, it just took a minute to get going. 
And I think that, again, the Oilers are kind of lucky they were playing the Chicago Blackhawks early on because they were a little bit sloppy. And if this was a better team, like if you're playing against the Bruins or the Avalanche, like you got to get going from Jump Street. And tonight they weren't really doing that. And I think all the lines were like that. So I'm really curious to see what he actually does with the line combos going into Saturday. I'd be surprised if he changes them. The nice, the thing I like about Chris Knobloch a lot is he doesn't tinker a whole lot. He lets guys kind of get going together and see how it goes. So I'd almost bet on him having the same lines going into Saturday against Nashville. I love that about Chris Knobloch. The blender with Jay Woodcroft. I'm sorry, Jay, you're in the chat. Cover your ears. I hated how quick he went to the blender all the time, especially this season, because you want to give your guys time to find consistency. Nobby seems calm, cool, collected, and committed to the line combos that he's putting out there. And let's be frank, there's only one more game before this break. I would continue to put, I'd probably go Supernova once again. Nashville is arguably one of the better, if not best-ish teams that we're going to be playing in this month. But hey, there's always going to be different opinions. Tyson in here, which I do agree with. He says, Nuge is a much better winger than he is a second-line center. I would like to see Dryan Nuge swapped back. I said it on pregame, the luxury of Ryan Nugent Hopkins is you can plug and play this guy literally all over your lineup. He can play wing, center, penalty kill, power play. You name it. The guy could probably play goalie and strap him on if you wanted him to. So you do have the advantage there that he can kind of make it work all over the ice. It just seems like this season, right? Like of uh, Ryan McLeod was off. Evander Kane was rolling. Then they swapped him to get Ryan McLeod up there. Evander Kane starts to slow down. Then we take Dry, you know, off the top. It's Nuge, McDavid, Hyman. They're rolling. Okay, Dry's cold. We got to move him up. Now Nuge is cold. It just kind of seems like we're always chasing it, which don't get me wrong. is a great problem to have when you have all of these incredibly skilled hockey players on your team. I'm just greedy, and I want all of them to be on fire right now and continue at that point-per-game pace we were at for like our big five guys to start the season. Would you agree with that, Bag Milk, that it's kind of been a, an up and down when one guy goes up, another guy goes down? Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting to see that. But the nice thing about that, too, is you've got other guys kind of lifting some of the weight. And Fogel. that didn't happen all that much in years prior. Like you just mentioned Fogel. He's got 16 points in his last 16 games. Who saw a run like that coming from Warren Fogel? We talked about contract year Fogel a lot on Weathers Nation shows and podcasts and, lot, and just on the website itself. But I wouldn't have expected a run like this from him. And it's perfect because there's guys like Nuge, like I said earlier, he desperately needs a goal. He's getting his apples and that's fine. But you've got other guys chipping in. And now nobody can say that the Oilers are just power play merchants because that's not what that's not what's happening right now. They're getting goals from throughout the lineup at five on five. They got a big one on the power play tonight, ultimately the game winner. So they're finding different ways to beat you right now. And that's a different kind of layer to the onion when it comes to dealing with the Edmonton Oilers. Other teams are going to have trouble. And I don't care that they're playing poor teams, quote unquote. If getting a 15 game win streak was so easy, the shitty team you're chair for would have probably done it too. And they haven't. So the Oilers are getting contributions from all over the map. It's really, really fun to watch. Whoever that Drew guy was earlier today that had the tweet going at the Oilers for the level of competition, dude. It, you just said it. If everyone could do it, they would do it. That's why this is an all time win streak for these boys. Um, this was interesting. Paul Coffey in the chat says, Matias, you better start playing like you care. I laughed. There's a couple moments. If you caught O-N-E today, uh, they do their big Betway challenge. Jay took Matias Ekholm to score a goal. Ekholm got robbed a couple of times in this game early on. 
Um, if Paul Coffey's coming at him inside the chat, he must know something about Matthias Ekholm. What have you thought of his game lately? Matthias Ekholm is, it's funny because Matthias Ekholm earlier in the season, we all know that he missed the training camp in preseason. And when that happens, it's going to take you a minute to get going. And earlier in the season, you kind of looked at me and go, man, we really need to get you up to speed because we need you to be doing some heavy lifting, big man. And now that he's up and running and he's buzzing all over the place, he is just such a good defenseman. He's such a stud out there. He covers so much, uh, so much space with his stick and his arms. He's not the fastest dude. The boots are never going to be one of those things where you go, man, that guy hauls ass. But what he does is he plays very, very smart hockey. He gets in your face, and he is sneaky dirty. He's sneaky dirty in a way that I love to watch. I love Matias Ekholm. I love that man. I love the beard. I love the way he plays. And I love the fact that Kenny was able to pull off a trade to get him here with a bunch of years left on that contract. Couldn't be happier with that move. He's a great, great addition to the right side. If we could find a way to get some kind of upgrade on the right side that matches what they did last year on the left side, this team is going to be unstoppable. I love thinking about the trade deadline, especially in the middle of a 15-game win streak, baby. Who can we add to this team? We added Dylan Holloway. We're adding Corey Perry. Let's bring in another guy. Let's see what happens. And as for the Ekholm comment, I think Ekholm has been... Totally fine this season and lately. You mentioned it. Sure, he's not the fastest skater, but he's a smart player. He plays the angles, and he's physical as all hell. He can get you off the puck. You mentioned the scrums. He's always in there. You're always seeing the Viking beard. I love everything that Matthias Ekholm brings to the game. And, of course, that calming presence with Evan Bouchard. I'm sure tonight when Evan Bouchard sent up a couple pizzas in that first period, things were getting a little crazy. It's Matthias Ekholm and probably Paul Coffey. Tell him, hey, take a breath, take it calm. I'm back there with you. We will make it work. Um, I saw some other former Oilers in here. <laughs> oh, Matthias Yanmark oh. hopped in the chat and he said, I'm plus six on this heater, baby. Let's focus <laughs> on Brownsy. I'll try harder. Hey, that's all we need. That's all oh, we need. Adam Ernie's here and he's, man, everybody's here. Gang's all here. Gang is all here. Um, I see, um, I'm going to call him out here. Me getting sent down was the reason we won. Glad I could be a sacrifice. Adam Ernie, it's a dirty job. Someone's got to do it. You are a team player. Um, I see this from my buddy Snatching here. He says, Marc-Andre Fleury is a backup. I hate that idea. I hate it so much. Brandon, cut that out. Get that out of my chat. I don't know. He's not even at a 900 save percentage this season. He's going to be more expensive than Calvin Pickard. I don't want to mess with the flow. Sure, he comes with the name value, right? And if he had to start a playoff game, you'd be confident in him because he has that name value. I think that's why people are a little concerned about, let's say, God forbid, something happened to Stu and Picks had to play a game in the playoffs. I think it's because of that name value is why you don't trust him because if you just looked at the numbers and looked at the goaltender, he has been more than serviceable. We talked on pregame today about other names, you know, Peter Mrazek could have been one of them, but he signs his new deal. James Reimer was brought up. James Reimer don't give me any more confidence than Calvin Pickard does at all. I don't know. Where do you come out on like a Marc-Andre Fleury? See, the thing is like Marc-Andre Fleury, I like the idea of Marc-Andre Fleury, yeah. right? He's or not actually like it. Yeah, he's got cup rings. He's got, you know, he's a legend in the game. He's one of the most winningest goalies of all time. And if you get a chance to bring a guy like that into the into the group, into the dressing room, going into a playoff run, maybe you can kind of figure it out. Like, you know, Corey Perry. 
cup ring, former MVP, former 50 goal scorer. He's at the tail end of his career. He's coming in the room. And obviously the Oilers felt like there's a place for that. So with Marc-Andre Fleury, yeah, I'd be into it. But then there's also the cap hit. And you go, oh, well, how are they going to make that work? What kind of assets would you need to do uh, move to get him? And then you got Calvin Pickard, who's giving you serviceable minutes whenever he plays. He hadn't played in 11 days. And he goes out and pitches a shutout in his first start back. So, you know what? I like the idea of Marc-Andre Fleury more than I actually like the practicality of it. Yeah, and Marc-Andre Fleury, he's due $3.5 million. And that's when you got to start thinking, right? What goes out? Money out, money in. You're going to have to make it work some way. Sure, you can maybe get them to eat half. Once again, what are you giving up to do that? I don't know. I'm just... I don't know. I think he's kind of over the hill, but would you love to just load up your room with Corey Perry's Marc-Andre Fleury's before the playoffs? Of course, you'd absolutely love that. I just don't know how practical that actually can be. Um, final thing that I had here written down. Um, is Gagne, Derek Ryan, and Matthias Janmark the oldest line combo in the NHL? Who could be an older line combo when those three are going out there? I'm like... Boy, oh boy, they move slow. <laughs> and they're an energy supposed to be an energy line too, so it's fossil fuel out there. I like the idea of it, but you know what? They're also reasonably smart players too. It's it's interesting to see like Sam Gagne. We know he got the double hip surgery, and he was never the fleetest of foot anyway. But he's a smart player. Derek Ryan's a smart player. Matthias Janmark, I mean, he does what he does. But the the other guys are smart players. And I think it's interesting to watch them go out together because it's not like they're dragging ass in terms of just giving up chances left, right, and center. So they're effective. I mean, they're upgradable, but ultimately effective at giving the boys a break, I suppose. You know, fossil fuel. I like the idea of the line. Get them out there. I like calling that the fossil fuel line now. I see final buzzer went a different way and said the geriatric line. <laughs> oh, that kind of makes me laugh. Closing on the goaltender talk, though, Darian here said, I'm not seeing downsides to keep rolling with Stu and Pickard at the moment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's why I think all of this goaltender talk mm-hmm. has really slowed down because what are you going to do? I mean, with the teams rolling like this, I'm not changing a single thing. <laughs> Shout out to my buddy Colt is also in the chat right now saying inappropriate things. <laughs> I'm looking ahead to Saturday bag milk. It's going to be the Nashville Predators. Can we get a look at that calendar again, Gavin? All I want to do is finish out this month with, what is that? Is that 11? That'll be 11 check marks. We're currently at 10 check marks. It's very doable. Nashville Predators, I believe, coming into today, they were the last play spot in the wild card. Um, you're obviously going to start Stuart Skinner. Can you give me a score prediction and an anytime goal score? Yeah, you're going to have a 4 2 win. And then the easy one, the layup. I, I'm sure the odds won't be in my favor because everybody knows it, but it's Leon Dreisidel. Anytime goal scorer against the Preds, might as well put the money in the bank right now. Yep. Gavin, what do you got cooking in that brain of yours? So, Bag Mark won dry side. I'm going to go McDavid. I think he's going to put up another two goal performance on a Saturday coming up here. Man, it's the Mayor Smashville, dry side. McDavid, him are rolling right now. McDavid's going to pot two and goal. I think it's going to be 5 1 Edmonton Oilers. Bag Milk, you took it right from me. It's Nashville. There's one man that owns the Nashville Predators legally on the ice. Doesn't matter. It is Leon Dreisaitl. He's the mayor of Smashville. I could predict. I could see him getting two. Hey, wear your shittiest hat, Edmonton Oilers fans. If you want to know, they're coming off because he's going to be looking. You might be throwing them 
And I'm going to say, man, I predicted tonight, Bag like I said, it was going to be 2-1 or 7-1 to get the offense going again. I don't know if the offense is going to get going again until after this break, so I think I'm going to predict a simple 4-2 game goal for the Oilers, and I think the last one's going to be an empty net goal because I think this one's going to be tight all the way through, but the Oilers are going to pull it out. And then I believe, so that would then be 16 in a row. When we come back, we will then play the Vegas Golden Knights. Tough one. Boy, is that one. I'm going to be nervous for that one. And then the Anaheim Ducks. Bag milk, can they do it? The path to the record is right there. The <laughs> Oilers have already beat Vegas this season. The path to the record is right there. I can see it. I can taste it. But again, one game at a time. They got to get through Nashville on Saturday. And I think that don't look ahead. The heater's fun. We all are having a good time, but it's one of those ones where like, look at the shift in front of you, go get the job done and they can beat Nashville. Again, they beat them earlier in the season. This is doable, but one shift at a time, one period at a time, because as we've saw the last couple of games, if you're kind of on your heels, if you're not ready to go, you're going to need good goaltending to keep yourself in it. And I'd prefer if the Oilers actually push the pace from the first shift onward, as opposed to taking 40 minutes to get going. That's wisdom. That's responsibility. That's an Oiler fan who has seen everything right there. I was getting a little ahead. Looking at the next month, BM pulls me right back, and he says, hey, let's focus on the game in front of us against Nashville, and you're totally correct. BM, shout out to you. Also, shout out to my laptop. I actually today threw a – I got a little bag of milk on my laptop right there. Ooh. I wanted to properly represent. There's a little pre-gaming as well. It's adorable. It's adorable. You look adorable. I appreciate you tonight, Bag Milk. I appreciate everybody in the chat. If you're still here, throw down a Always like. in here. Make sure you're subscribed. Nice. Okay, I thought he was going to be here. here. Hello, 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 Mr. Lucifer. Um, a couple questions for you. Everybody in the chat, if you got questions for me slash Satan, we will take that right now. First thing I want to ask. What did the Chicago Blackhawks ever do to you that you decided to run through their entire roster and injure everybody in the top nine, whatever? What the Hawks do to you? I can tell you what they did. You want to know what they did? They go ahead and call lasagna pizza in Chicago. All they do is they put the cheese under the sauce. No one wants that garbage. Listen, it's delicious. Satan loves the deep dish pizza. But let's not pretend it's pizza. That's not what I want when I want pizza. What I want is something a little bit tastier than that. A little bit flakier than that. That is heavy goo. That's what that is. That's what the city of Chicago did. The shitty of Chicago. And your pizza, get that fucking garbage out of here. Satan has no time for your deep dish pizza. Put the cheese where it belongs, on top of the sauce. Um, other question for you, Satan. There's been a lot of rumors going around. A lot of people are asking, not me, but did Calvin Pickard sell his soul to the devil? And is that the responsibility for this turnaround? I don't know how this is done. I don't know if you can speak on that. but That's about what Connor Brown might have to do as well. Oof, yeah, can you make Connor Brown sell his soul to you <laughs> as well? Jeez. Listen, back in August, me and Calvin Pickard made a deal that I don't really want to discuss the details of, but let me check my file folder here. 
Foolish as a Calvin Picker and as a P's coming after this RSP. Picker, yep, he definitely sold his soul. He sold it back in August. And what he actually did, it's so sneaky, boys. <laughs> he actually had me put a little curse on Jack Campbell this whole time. He said, listen, I don't want to go to Bakersfield. I hate that city. It's a dirty shithole. Have you ever Googled pictures of Bakersfield? All the buildings are gray and brown. I don't want to play here. Listen, if we just give Jack Campbell a little nudge, he'll be coming down here. And then it's Picks in Edmonton. You know what he wanted? A 50 degree temperature swing. It makes a person feel alive. His balls were swollen with pride. And he gets into the lineup tonight and he shuts the door because Satan and Calvin Pickard made a deal and it was a damn fine deal, too. Couldn't, uh, couldn't have said yeah. that better myself, oh, Satan, right there. Um, <laughs> the questions that are coming in the chat right now, absolutely hilarious. Last one I will ask you before we bounce from Paul Coffey. Satan, what do you make of Tyler starting the wave? Listen, did you look at the odds before the game? Did you see what the Oilers were at on the money line? It wasn't even worth betting on. So you know what your rem check was doing? He put a little sneaky one on Chicago. And he goes, listen, all these Oilers fans are feeling confident that there's a 50 straight win coming. I'm going to start the wave at the most inappropriate time. Because Tyler had a sneaky, devious plan in his pocket. And that was a bet on Chicago. He bet on them to come back, check the books, check the records. Satan knows Tyler knew what he did. He wanted to win money. He puts Winnie above the win streak. There you have it, people. The Dark Lord himself, Lucifer. Thank you for coming, Satan. I appreciate you. Thank you to Gavin. You hung out with me all night long. Shout out to Brenton Was. They were here, too. Shout out to all the sponsors. Alberta Blue Cross, Greta, Batway, Hop on that nation vacation. Booster juice chats. Bag milks. Pecs are back. Bag milk. Anything you want to say to the fans before we head out? Listen, we got a chance to do a perfect month here on Saturday. I don't know what you guys have all been doing over the last month and change, but keep the routine going. If you don't want to wear, if you don't want to change your clothes, if that's your thing, wear those same clothes. Flip the gaunch on inside out, turn them around. We're the clean side at this point, but you got to keep the routine going. Whatever your game day routine is going, let's all keep it going on Saturday. We've got 16 wins coming up and then the record is right there. But shift by shift, let's all, we're all in this together. Let's manifest people. Um, I still say you have to wear your dirty gaunch. Don't even flip it inside out. Don't change a single thing. I'm not very superstitious, but I've had one in this office. I'm usually roughly the first one here. There has been two bottles of two liter Pepsi and Dr. Pepper. And they've been sitting on the other side of this brick wall since the beginning of the month. And I have not found the will to move them and throw them out because I am too scared to move anything in this studio, anything around here. Whatever you're doing, people, keep doing it. Keep betting the same stuff. Bag Milk, you're the man. I appreciate you doing this. I appreciate everyone in the chat. Smash that like button on your way out. We will be live once again on the Oilers Nation YouTube channel tomorrow, 12.01 Mountain Standard Time. No Liam, sadly, so you're going to have to see a little bit of my face. Bag Milk, are you going to join us on Friday? Yes. There you go, people. You get BM, you get Boardsy, and you get the wave boy, Mr. Uremchuk, the bird himself. <laughs> all right, I love all you, everybody in the chat. I appreciate you. Good night. Have a good sleep. 
Rest up for Saturday. It's an early one, 2 p.m. That means pregame and going live at 1 p.m. on the YouTube channel. Good night, everybody. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.